I have a Hall of Famer joining me next. I'm excited. Uh, uh, it's This is exhilarating for me, at least. Let's get into it. George Carl, Hall of Fame head coach, joins Locked On Warriors next. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. you for making locked on warriors your first listen every day we're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on youtube part of the locked on podcast network your team every day you can follow hall of fame head coach and player the man is basketball he lives it he breathes it from what i can tell uh you're on twitter sir at coach carl 22 george carl former head coach of the warriors among many teams how are you doing, sir? Thank you for gracing your, your your presence today. I know you're a busy individual, and you made the Hall of Fame. That is a huge difference from the last time to this time you've been on this program. Describe your experience being a Hall of Famer, and how are you, sir? Well, the Hall of Fame was, I don't know, maybe my, you know, walking into the sunset moment. It was fantastic. My family was great. Um. You don't get there with good people supporting you. I've had a good ride. I still love the game. And now I don't have to ever worry about win or lose. And I'm in the, I'm in the, the greatest basketball fraternity in the world, the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I was hoping. And I, I get to hang out and hang out with a lot of guys I know. And still, um, still be a kind of a whatever, prominent figure in the NBA alumni. It is, in my humble opinion, you're in one of the most exclusive. And and uh, I would personally, I mean, the Hall of Fame, it's just, there's only a select few who are in there. It is such an esoteric, exclusive club. Rick Barry was supposed to join us today. Uh, I, I apologize that, that he couldn't join you. I was hyping this up as having two Hall of Famers on the program. I'm so grateful for having one. Um Tell us about the day itself. I mean, I know I, I, I follow you on Twitter. I think, first of all, and, and please promote any other social media uh, platforms and anything else you have going on. I know you also have a documentary we're going to talk about uh, in, in a little bit, but um, tell us the emotions. I, I mean, look, most of us common folk, we will never know what it's like to be a Hall of Famer. And you've got the orange jacket. What was the feeling like leading up to the moment, then the day of with the ceremony? Describe the emotions of all that experience leading up to the day of and then the day itself. Well, I think the one thing you realize that over a career, uh, you remember a lot of the wins, but you also remember probably more of the losses uh, and the misery that goes on <laughs> to being in the NBA. Um, and you know when I got the call I was very humbled by the realization that I've 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 been accepted kind of I've been I've been appreciated kind of Uh, you know all the work that we my staff and I did you know we thought we we did we, we had fun but we also, you know, we never won championship. So that lingers over your head. Um, but 
I had a ball with the name of basketball, you know, uh, the different defenses, the different offenses, the innovation of building a culture for an NBA team. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of proud of being a part of the generation that, that the game of basketball blew up. You know, people don't realize that in the, the early 80s, the game wasn't doing very well. Right. It was, you know, it was struggling, struggling. And um, since then, whoever you want to give credit to, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, I give a lot of credit to the ABA days. Um, but basketball now is probably the second most popular sport in the world. Right. And I know football is king in America, but throughout the world, I think basketball is probably second. I agree. And, and the popularity just continues to grow. Uh, and that's a huge reason why we're hopefully going to get expansion teams in the NBA soon. I'm still bitter to this day that Seattle does not have a franchise, a team you led to the NBA finals. Uh, and and it's, it's it's egregious what happened there. I I I don't want to get too much into it because I'll get pissed myself. But um, yeah, it's the point is it's that is so popular. We're we're probably going to get two expansion teams. I'm advocating for four or even six. I think the game uh, would welcome that, given how much not only is it popular but it's growing. Um, but that's my opinion on that. And you you brought up the ABA. Let's give some love to that early in the show, real fast. Uh, You've got a film that you're working on, and I'll let you explain this in detail. And we're going to talk about some crazy stuff in this show, especially a brawl you're a part of that not many people know about. I'm going to play the clip as well, and hopefully uh, copyright will – sorry, go ahead. Okay. Uh, the ABA film is, uh, you know, through doing a lot of podcasts, I ran back a lot, talking to a lot of ABA guys. And I just realized that the NBA's story has never been told. I think the NBA, I don't know what you want to say, swiped it under the rug. You know, didn't want to talk about it. Didn't want to give ABA any love. And if you go back and study the NBA, I really think it was the beginning of the NBA becoming better. One, in one year, the NBA integrated the NBA. The merger integrated basketball. Right. Um, they got 38 starters, 12 Hall of Fame players, and a couple of really good basketball teams in one year. And, and then, of course, they got Julius. And that's the reason the merger happened. And Julius is an executive producer. Oh wow! Documentary, and it's a, it's been our partner is Amazon Prime. It's a first class documentary. It's going to be four parts, and it goes through all the history of the ABA, and then kind of how the NBA today is a mirror of a little bit of how the game is played today in the NBA was played a lot like that in the ABA. Interesting. That's a three-point shot. You know, we had probably more blacks on our teams than whites. And we were athletic. We were fast. The little guards still could play. And a lot of game, a lot of part of today's game, 
I thought was a big part of the ABA. And we're hoping it comes down next spring. We're not sure exactly when Amazon's going to release it. But I'm excited about it. And, you know, I've seen the ending to end product. And I think it's extremely, for a basketball fan, it's a must-see basketball watch. And you're you're absolutely right that there hasn't been a lot of coverage of the ABA. First of all, you're you're very synonymous with coaching. I don't know, it, it just I don't know if this is redundant or not. But you also played basketball and you played for the Spurs five years. Is that correct? Exactly. So uh, so you so you have a very personal connection to this. I believe your documentary also uh, includes Rick Barry, uh, who comes on this program, my, my my dear friend, regularly when he played for the Oakland Oaks, the 1969 ABA champion. Um, I, I honestly like the only thing I've seen that really has as uh, exposed the ABA was the movie Semi Pro with uh, Will Ferrell, but that wasn't even like an accurate story. It's a comedy, so I, I'm really excited for this man. So next year is when we can hopefully expect this through Amazon. You know, Amazon's in control of all that. Okay. Um, I know one of the times they're thinking about is at the All Star Break, which is in Indiana this year to possibly maybe a release it then. But I think the uh, the writer's strike has created a lot of, you know, Amazon hasn't told us exactly when they're thinking about it yet. Well, I promise you, sir, once, once we uh, have a date and more information, I will promote the ever-living you-know-what out of it on this program. Um, so stay tuned for that. And stay tuned for more of Hall of Fame head coach George Carl. Well, I'm going to play a clip of a moment in NBA history that not enough people are familiar with. Everyone knows about the the melee at the Palace, Stephen Jackson, Jermaine O'Neal, fisticuffs, fans. You were involved in something very similar when when you were the head coach of the Golden State Warriors. We're going to play that clip next and discuss it. In addition to getting your thoughts, sir, on the defending world champion Denver Nuggets, a team you're very proud of, you used to coach yourself, uh, and whether or not they're going to repeat as champions or if you think the Golden State Warriors are in their class. We'll discuss all that and so much more. Coach, sit tight, for, sir, for just a second, if you don't mind. Will I give some love to a sponsor of this program, and that is Jace Medical. Look, all of you out there, you need medical kits in your home because you don't know when a natural disaster could happen. You don't know if a medical emergency could happen. You need those bandages. You need those gauzes. You need the Neosporin. Whatever comes in your traditional medical kit, what Jace offers, in addition to all those necessities that you can get at your local drugstore, at your local grocery store, they're adding antibiotics to the mix. So every Jace case contains more specifically five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. They're continually working to expand their medication offerings, and you get connected with actual doctors. The Jace case is amazing. It's not easy to get a actual antibiotics in your possession. But if you go to jacemedical.com right now and enter the code locked on at checkout, you will get a $20 discount on your order. Again, go check out jacemedical.com to get your own personal Jace case. And if you enter the promo code locked on, you get a $20 discount. That's locked on, L O C K E D O N. At Jace Medical, that's J-A-S-E Medical.com. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Every dayers join us tomorrow night for the post-game action following the final Warriors preseason game against the San Antonio Spurs. By the way, Coach, have you ever, I don't know if you watched the game last night when the Warriors played the Kings, have you ever seen a more intense preseason game? What were your thoughts on that if you watched it? I watched it this morning, and it was a hell of a fourth quarter. Uh, I liked it. I mean, I actually have been complaining that the exhibition season is just, it's embarrassing how we yes. play. Yes. It's a little bit better than summer league, but not a lot better than summer league. And our, our, our stars don't play. Right. And, and what happens I don't like is nobody tries to win the game. The fourth quarter is playground fun. Your 18th man is playing. But last night, that was a hell of a game. Incredible. And, and you know, Steph was Steph. It was good to see. You know, I, banking in shots, falling on the ground, and then, of course, making the big shot when it counted. Um, so... I don't know how good Golden State's going to be. You probably know better than I. I haven't seen Denver play much. I've only watched them play one game uh, in exhibition season. I I always gave the media trouble because of once the season over, everybody then everybody makes all these trades and all these transactions, and they think they're going to win. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I just call it summer talk. It's just summer talk. You know, it's like it's like a you know, you talk about girls in the summer more than <laughs> winter. It doesn't show anything until the product goes on the court and you win some games. Yep. Um but you know, Golden State's gonna be good. Uh, Denver I think they're going to be there. They got to prove to me that they got to be good enough. They changed their bench. Their bench is going to be very young. And they got some really good, talented kids. But I liked their bench last year. Yeah. That was Jeff Green and Bruce Brown were legit NBA starters. Yes, sir. Coming off your bench. And uh, they're not going to have that early in this season but they do have the best player in the game and yep yep and and christian brown they're gonna expect more from him i i watched some of his offseason workout that kid looks good and and i would expect great things in year two i want to touch on on those two teams more in just a moment um and, and again that preseason game last night i've never seen that level of intensity in my entire life in an exhibition game that was absolutely incredible uh speaking of incredible though again most people are not aware of this i don't even remember how i discovered <laughs> watching this and i'd love to get your feedback immediately this was in 1987 it was around this time maybe a year or so prior to this and i started really getting interested in the nba it first started with with magic and bird julius irving aka dr j that who you're working with on that documentary you mentioned a moment ago um and, but then the, you know i'm born and raised in the bay area the warriors captivated me real fast that's when i was first introduced to you sleepy floyd um, you know, the Sleepy Floyd game against the Lakers that you were the head coach of will always live in infamy to me. That was what a game that was. 
But then what a game this was. And this was the first round of the 87 playoffs. And it was your team, a lower seed than the Utah Jazz. And I'm going to play this clip right now. This was the very end of the game. Your team was trailing by three. And here's the inbound and the ensuing ruckus. Enjoy. And I believe Griffith out there. Seven seconds to play. McDonald from midcourt throws the floor. Large mother by Stockton. Five. Over to Bell and behind him. Stolen by Malone. Game is over. Two. One. Utah wins. And now Bell and Malone get into it. Malone and Bell get into it. And everybody else the court. We have a little bit of a physical situation here. As Bell threw the ball to Malone. As the game was already over. Malone threw his elbow back at Bell as he walked off the court. And now we have an ugly scene. And the fans of the Boston Lords have the police come out. And the frustration of the series and the tempers flare. And Chris Washburn is still going out here taking about three men. And now guarantee that's where the action is. He wants to fight. Washburn is being restrained by Joe Barrett. Washburn wants Mark Eaton. And now Jack Deese, the alternate official, comes out. And the crowd who's the Warriors off the floor. Well, let me tell you. Now, Frank, now George Carroll is going at a fan. George Carroll is going at a fan. George Carroll is at a fan. And they're trying. Now, George knocks him over. We have a wild scene here. George Carroll has lost it. And he has attacked the fan. <sighs> I believe it to be a fan. I really can't tell you who it is. As the crowd is on the floor. And now they are scoring George on the Floyd is in there with a security guard. Floyd and Teagle are being escorted off the floor. It's a well, wild scene, Greg. It, it, should not, it should not happen this way. It was too good a basketball game to end with this kind of fracas. I do not defend him. <laughs> All right, let's stop it there. Uh, so, coach, that I can't. I I've watched that probably a hundred times. It never gets old. It, give us, tell us in your own words how that all the whole thing uh, evolved. <laughs> your thoughts? Well, you know, uh, Greg Ballard and I think Carl Malone got into kind of a grabbing pushing. Nothing was going to happen, and Greg Ballard threw the ball at at Malone and. Both benches got together and we started, you know, like most NBA fights, pushing and shoving. And what happened to me was the fans swung at me. And then that, that's, that's, I've never seen that in the video. You but, don't. But when I started running after that fan, that fan hit me. And uh, I, I don't know. I mean, what happened? <laughs> I started running. Chris Mullen came with me. And Sleepy Floyd came with me. And all of a sudden, we're, we're having kind of an embarrassing moment. But it sure made my post-game talk really good. You know, we're not 0-2. We were an underdog in the series. But we had played really well. And we would go home and win two games. Again, both games were really close. Really good basketball games. And then in game five, we came back to Utah and won three in a row in game five. And we actually won that game fairly easy. So it was my that was my first year at Golden State. It's the first time Golden State were in the playoffs for like eight or nine years. Right. And uh and then, of course, we would go on to Sleepy Floyd 
getting what 29 points in the fourth quarter yes sir against the lakers in round two before we would lose to the lakers and that game by the way that sleepy floyd game i've had sleepy on this show a couple times uh just again he still holds the record most points in a quarter in playoff history in nba history for in the postseason that 29 still stands um but that 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 clip was incredible and i just wanted dub nation to see that because i don't feel like enough of dub nation is is even aware that you coached this team for two years right, right. uh and the whole circumstances of you leaving were kind of shady, right? Was it was the owner that was kind of just being? I think the owner all all along wanted Don Nelson as his coach. Nelly didn't want to coach anymore, but I think what happened was the owner made it financially irresponsible not to coach, and you know, and we well, weren't having a very good year. That was the year we traded. Joe Barry Carroll for Ralph Simpson. Uh, Ralph Sampson, even though that uh, that didn't work out. I think Chris Mullen went into rehab. Uh, Larry Smith got hurt. Uh, we had just had a tough year. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how you could be faulted for that. And again, you ended up having a Hall of Fame coaching career. So uh, you can deduce from that what you want about the Warriors' decision there. Regardless, uh, that's a phenomenal moment in NBA history. Uh, and again, folks, go Google it for yourself. All you got to do is type in Warriors Jazz Brawl in your search engine. It will come right up. Uh, so I, I appreciate you sitting there with me to, to view that and discuss that. Um, in just a moment, I want to get your thoughts on the, in a little more detail on the coming season. Uh, because you're right, the Denver Nuggets, uh, their their bench is I don't think is as deep as last year. Um, they, they went slightly younger. I'd love to know what your th- your thoughts are on that, and whether or not you think the Warriors are back in contender status um, after having a bit a bit of an off year. So we'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, Got to give some love real fast to FanDuel as we slowly wrap up the show here, the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place just a $5 bet. Again, $200 in bonus bets, good as cash if you place a $5 bet, win or lose. That's a hell of a deal. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. There's spreads, player props, OUs, you name it. Get on it with FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And one final segment here, wrapping things up with Hall of Fame head coach George Carl. You can follow him on Twitter at CoachCarl22. Anything else social media-wise uh, that you want to promote? Are you are you on threads yet like I am? Uh, where are you these days on social media? Oh, I think I, I hang on Twitter 90% of the time. Gotcha. Um, you know, they want me to try and do other things, but I'm, I'm too old for the, the computer. <laughs> I'm happy I got on with you without having to call somebody. Yeah, I, w- I wish Rick joined us as well. I apologize for that. 
Uh, I was I was hyping this up as two Hall of Famers of the program, but I'll I am grateful for just one, sir. Um, what are your thoughts on the Nuggets? And and then we're, and we'll finish up with with your form. These are both your former teams. Uh, but let's start with the Nuggets, and then we'll finish up with the Warriors. Uh, again, Bruce Brown, a player that, in my opinion, was a massively huge difference in terms of adding depth to that Nuggets team. You called him a starter. I agree. Talent wise, he's at that level. Um, and, and they didn't bring him back. They also didn't bring back Green, as you mentioned, a, a very valuable veteran. I think they're going to rely more on Christian Brown. Um, what are your thoughts on this Nuggets team? I know you mentioned they had the best player in the NBA, Nikola Jokic. Uh, I don't know if uh, members of Dub Nation would, would agree with that, but I understand why you say it. Uh, what are your thoughts? Are they going to repeat as world champions? Uh, does this, another team catch your eye? Your thoughts on the Nuggets, sir? I love the Nuggets. So I love them because of Jokic. I mean, there's a lot like Steph. He makes his team better. Yes. And it's not about him all the time. It's about the team. And Steph does the same thing. Uh, I worry about repeating in this in today's age. It doesn't seem like it gets done very often in any sport. Uh, it just seems with all the free agents and player movement and player power, you know, it's just uh, there's a lot of negative energy around the game of basketball. I thought last year, Golden State, with the Draymond Green, had a lot of negative energy. True. You had, you had to John Morant in Memphis, a lot of negative energy. Yeah. You had the Kyrie Irving in Dallas, a lot of negative energy. And I was told a long time ago when I had dinner one day with Bill Walsh, the ex-football coach. Yes. And he said in the, in the NFL that 75% of the teams in the NFL will destroy themselves from within mm. by negative energy. Mm. And I've always remembered that. And it's always stuck with me. And Denver didn't have a lot of negative energy. They had a seven-man rotation. They played some of their other guys when they when they really had to. But basically, they had a, a seven-man rotation that they relied upon a great deal. And they've changed that now. And I don't know. I just don't know if uh, they're mentally strong enough. But I think they're I think they're the best team. I think today. They are the most talented basketball team in the NBA. Now, that doesn't matter. What matters is who's the best team in May and in June. And that's what I love about the NBA. The picture is going to be really good. We just don't know who's going to be in the picture. <laughs> yes, sir. And, and for members of Dub Nation watching this, again, you, you, we both watched that game last night against the Kings. It is just the preseason but in my opinion, this Warriors team is night and day from a year ago. You mentioned negative energy. First of all, I think, I, in my opinion as well, Bill Walsh is the greatest coach to have ever led a, a professional football team. I know people will say Bill Belichick, uh, he has doubled the Super Bowls. But if you grew up watching Bill Walsh, I mean, you knew him personally. You understood how deep of a human being he was, highly intelligent. Uh, so that, so if, if that's what he's saying, I feel like every word of Bill Walsh is something you take to heart. So I, that's just my take on that. Um, but this Warriors team has depth. And again, the negative energy, I, I don't think is there this year that it was last year. 
for members of Dev Nation watching this, what are your thoughts on the Warriors this year? I think they're going to be great, good to great. How great is always going to be determined in May and June. Right. I like. I'm one of the few that probably like the Chris Paul pickup. I think Chris is a hell of a player, and we don't know what role he's going to play. But I promise you, he'll figure it out with Steve Kerr. They'll figure out a really good role for him. Um, the other team I really like though is Sacramento. Agreed. I think Sacramento, I can't even remember the kid's name, the, the forward from Iowa. Oh, Keegan Murray? That kid's going to have a hell of a year. Yeah. He's going to really have a good year. And the guy they got from uh, Europe. I forgot his name, but I know he's exactly, the three-point shooter. I, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying they're a better three-point shooting team than Gold State, but they're not afraid to win the game. With the three ball. Yeah. And Fox has turned into a, a dynamite player. I love Sabonis. He's a little bit like Jokic. You know, he's not as good as Jokic, but he's pretty no. damn good. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so I would say if I had Golden State and Sacramento right now, those those would be a little bit ahead of Golden State. Okay. Yeah, I've been saying on the show, don't be surprised if it ends up being, and no disrespect to your Nuggets, sir, uh, but if if we see the West the Western Conference Finals featuring the Kings of the Warriors, don't be surprised. I mean, it wouldn't. What are your thoughts? You know, you talked about Keegan Murray. I feel like the Warriors' hopes are going to rely a lot on Jonathan Kaminga, who is leading the preseason in scoring. For, take that for what it's worth. But what are your thoughts on him? Do you feel like he's ready for to, to take that next next step? I, I think he's going to die. Like, like rookies usually play a good game, play a bad game, play a good game, play a bad game. I think uh, the young kid is ready to be play two good games to every one bad game. All right. And maybe by the end of the year, three good games to every <laughs> bad right. game. But just remember, young players don't win championships. I know the fans love young guys. They get hyped and fired up. But there's just not a lot of young players playing on NBA court in June. Right, right. I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong on this. I mean, your opinion carries so much more weight than mine. Uh, But, like, I see Kaminga possibly having an impact similar to a young player, another young player named Kawhi Leonard back in 2014, um, who wasn't the star of the show, but he was a pivotal role player. I I feel like if Kaminga can emerge... To that level, the Warriors have a shot. Is that am I talking crazy? That's a good comparison. You know, right now he doesn't have a, a great offensive game. He's an athlete playing really good defense, plays well, plays hard, learning the game, and he has a great mentor. And their coaching staff is great. And you got a guy, a guy like Kerr and Draymond. Who know how to teach championship pedigree? And uh, all that went out the window last year with what happened with the fight. <laughs> I think they're they I think they feel good about the cloud being removed. Yeah. And they can move forward. Absolutely. Uh, anything you'd like to promote, sir? I can't thank you enough for giving me 30 minutes plus minutes of your time. 
Anything else you'd like to promote uh, before we call it a day? And, and thank you in advance for coming on, sir. I'm sorry for Rick not making it, but thank you. Well, I love the NBA, NBA documentary. Uh, as I said, if you're a basketball fan, you'll love watching this game. So it has a lot about today's game, but it has a lot about the history of what was going on in the NBA in the 70s and 80s. Beautiful. And again, the moment we have more specific uh, information about the release of that, I will promote it. I uh, hope to have you back. Maybe when that time comes, we could, we could uh, promote it together. If that's, if that's okay with you, coach. I'd love to do it. That'd be fine. Thank you, sir. And congrats on the hall of fame. You've earned that orange jacket. Thank you for your time, sir. And have a great rest of the day. Congrats on your family too. I mean, that's just growing. I mean, you, how many, how many grandchildren do you have now? I have four grandkids. <laughs> congrats. And, uh, you know, it's, it's great being a grandpa, and it's also great. I'm my, my son's in the coaching, and my son-in-law is a girls' coach at Evergreen College in Olympia, Washington. There you go. Good so stuff. basketball's in my life almost every day of the year. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much, George Carl. You can follow him on Twitter at CoachCarl22. In the moment that documentary uh, has a release date, we're going to promote the you-know-what out of it on this program Coach, thank you, sir. Thank you, everyone. We'll be back at this soon. Take care.